grace and peace to you from the First Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia on this second Sunday of Easter. I'm Dr. Barry Mullis, and I'm delighted to welcome you to our service today. The service will take a little bit different style, as we are fortunate to have a recording from our 2019 offering of Handel's Messiah for the second Sunday of Easter that we will be sharing with you today. As a result, our service order is slightly different, and you may feel free to make your offering at any point during the service. Let me call to your attention a couple of upcoming opportunities from our Adult Education Committee. The first is an opportunity to discuss the book White Fragility on April the 18th. The second is a series regarding stewardship, uh, the biblical witness, and the environment. That'll take place beginning right before Earth Day, and all those details are on our church website, and we invite you regularly to check there for opportunities to plug into the life of faith. Join me now in our responsive call to worship. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down upon the beard, the beard of Aaron running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Friends, it is from our epistle lesson today that we read that if we say that we have no sin, the truth is not in us, and we deceive only ourselves. But in the very next line, we are told that God, who is merciful and just, will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. With such an assurance, we need never fear confession, only to draw near to our God who has made us, who knows us, and who loves us. So let us do just that, first in unison, and then in silence. Let us pray. Eternal God, in seeking to follow our risen Lord, we know that you have placed a calling upon us to proclaim the good news of the resurrection. We confess this is not so easy. Too often we are afraid of what such a proclamation must mean for our own lives, afraid that it will call forth from us a level of discipleship that is demanding in our innermost selves. We know it is easier simply to roll the stone back over the door of the tomb. But that would be to turn our back on the life you offer us. So forgive us, we pray, in those moments we are timid. And open our mouths that we might sing your praise. This we ask for the sake of our risen Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As far as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our sins from us. Beloved, believe the promise of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Our epistle lesson today is taken from 1 John. We read there in the first chapter, beginning at the first verse, and continue through the second verse of the second chapter. Listen for the word of God. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. 
This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with God's Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and that in God there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with God while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
What do you believe? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made human and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now, as one voice, let us join together our hearts and our minds as we offer to God our prayers. Let us pray. Holy God, you call us into a deep and abiding relationship with you. It is a relationship that acknowledges that all that we have and all that we are is a gift from your deep love. So we offer to you all of our gifts, treasure, and prayer in token of our commitment to live our lives knowing that we rest always in your providing care. And as your beloved, forgiven, and useful children, we pray for the world that you have made and love. Where violence continues to reign year after year, we pray for your peaceful presence. Where poverty of substance and of spirit continues to deprive your children of the richness of life, we pray for your healing presence. Where mental and emotional illness conspire to rob your children of a quiet and centered mind, we pray for your loving presence. Into all of our lives, in the ways that we need you, we pray for your constant presence. Holy God, teach us the ways that you call us to live. Enrich our common life together with a sense of purpose and meaning. Show us the peaceful kingdom that you will for all of creation. Hear the prayers we offer now for the poor and for the lonely, for the heartsick, for the angry, for the grieving, for victims of gun violence, into all of our lives, into the lives of each of those for whom we pray, grant us your peace and remind us always of our deep calling to carry our relationship with you into the deepest places of our lives. To that end, may this church 
always be a haven of the good news of the resurrection. For we pray it in the name of our risen Savior and for his sake, even as we continue our prayers with the words he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now to God, who by the power at work within us is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. To God be all glory and in the church and in Christ Jesus, both now and forevermore. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance on you and those you love and give you peace, both this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>